stay on the bed game. I can't open you up right now. Jeez. Okay. Pokemon Go charge your phone. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, Ghostbusters was released. Spooky. Ew. X-Men are coming to TV, after mm-hmm. all. There's a Star Wars celebration somewhere. Mm-hmm. And more. And more. And we are we are kind of like uh, picking up from a little bit of a cliffhanger. I think the last time people were listening to the show, it was uh, literally uh, we were down to hours before you you were getting married. So fill, in it, fill everybody in. Uh, did, did you go through with the wedding? Did the bride run off? Did you run off? Uh, did we just all get too distracted playing Pokemon and nothing happened? Well, uh, it, that one's pro- the last one's probably the closest one. <laughs> uh, we, 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 everything went fine. You were there. Everything was cool. Uh, <laughs> your wife was there. She didn't run off. My wife didn't run off. Everything, everything happened. So that, uh, yeah, so it went through and, uh, we were all worried that some, you know, rare Pokemon would appear while she was walking down the aisle and. We wouldn't know how to react. So, <laughs> if anyone could get the game working on that first weekend, I, I can I can safely say that the game is ninety percent functional for me now. So that that's good. That's a good start. Mike, Mike had a lot of problems. Everyone else usually didn't. It was just you for some reason that, mm-hmm. that had issues. You're like a negative hole for technology. Like <laughs> hole. But the biggest uh, everything, yeah. No, the, like the biggest problem I'm running into now is every time I throw that pokeball, like sometimes it'll just like freeze while I'm trying to catch like a super high level guy, and I'm just like, no. So, so, so that, they gotta you fix might that. you might learn some tips and tricks in this episode, folks, for Pokemon Go, because there is a way around <laughs> that, Mike. Oh, well, wait, I, I can't wait to hear it. Wait five seconds after you tap on the Pokemon, uh huh, then throw the pokeball. Okay. Hmm. It's in the animation, they said, and it's like a little loading issue. So if you wait five seconds, throw it, and if it jumps out, wait five seconds again before you throw it. It's worked every time for me. Okay, I will do. I will be patient when I'm trying to catch my Pokemon. Just got to get more Pokeballs. I learned a lot of these tips and tricks while I was down at Disney World for the honeymoon. Oh, segue in in for your honeymoon. Yes, uh, I I have very little knowledge of what you did during Disney World because you were busy uh, with your (laughs) wife, so it makes sense that you weren't texting every day to let us know what was going on. So how how was Disney World? You were there for quite a long time. Yes, we got there Sunday, got back yesterday, uh, so five days, five par- or five days, four parks. Uh, definitely a lot of things haven't changed in 20 years since I was there, <laughs> but a lot of things have. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you what, I did almost, you know, 14 miles a day walking there, so I definitely got my steps in. Uh, Man, was interested. hatching those eggs. <laughs> hatching Pokemon eggs. We did play a lot of Pokemon. Um, thankfully, we had a battery charger pack that you can plug your like little cords into, Smart. and that, that saved us a lot, but... I mean, the things I don't like roller coasters. Uh, first okay. and foremost, uh, heights and me don't get along. But I did do the on Mon- on Monday the Hollywood Studios Tower of Terror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are photos of me very very panicked and very in the back braced for. for this ride. <laughs> uh, because when it goes up, it opens the doors and you can see across almost all of Florida, and you're oh, like, man. 
what have I got myself into? And then it just drops you at 40 miles an hour. <laughs> Um, See, I, the, I, gotta, I, I find that really funny that you don't like roller coasters, but I think you went on the one ride that even people that do love roller coasters wouldn't go on. Like, I, I'm a fan of roller coasters. I think they're fun, but I, I can't stand those drop rides. They're just too terrifying. So like, you you picked, like, the worst thing you could have done. It definitely did. Uh, so we, we had a vacation planner, like, get all our fast passes, like, six months in advance. So uh-huh. Because a lot of the day of, you can't get a lot of those rides, the popular rides. Uh-huh. So you would have had to wait, like, an hour and a half. So we did it just to say we did it. And that was about the extent of uh, my thrill-seeking for the week. <laughs> uh, but that Hollywood Studios was definitely, by far, one of the coolest things. Because I got to meet Darth Maul in, like, a private meet and greet. Not Darth Maul, Kylo Ren. I'm sorry. Um, you build your own lightsabers. They have the Star Tours ride. They have the Muppet Theater, Indiana Jones. Like they do this thing where like they pretend they're filming Indiana Jones and show you all the stunts. Uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it. It was definitely an interesting uh, experience to say the that, least. That's awesome. What about? Um, have they built any Marvel stuff down there yet? I'm not too sure if they've gotten so around to that. They can't because of the Universal Studios, and I think they're just going to let Universal handle the Marvel stuff because oh. that was the hardest thing. One of the hardest things to find was good Marvel stuff in that park. Mm-hmm. Um, even like you know the gift stores and stuff hardly had anything. I ended up buying one Marvel shirt, and it was actually from the Universal Studios gift shop in the airport. So <laughs> you're gonna you're just gonna have to come out here to Disneyland because I think we're getting all that Marvel stuff. You definitely are. Uh, but I did build I built my own lightsaber. Uh, that was fun, a double bladed one. So it was purple and green. So a lot of Star Wars <laughs> stuff. Loved it. They're building Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land in Univer- Hollywood Studios. So that's that's where all that was going down. Uh, the rest of the week, I mean, Magical Kingdom's okay. Um, they they have uh, Tomorrowland. The movie sucked, and the park's kind of dated, but there's a thing <laughs> called the People Mover, and uh-huh. it goes slow enough you can get your Pokemon stepped and catch Pokemon. <laughs> so we've been on that a couple times. See where, see where, see where this is all going back to? Yeah. Uh, Animal Kingdom's okay. You can get that done half a day. I got We got soaked on one of the, the, the water rides there, so... Mm-hmm. That was a uh, lesson learned. Wear swim trunks if you go on a water ride. Don't wear regular <laughs> clothes. And uh, what's Epcot was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There was stuff I said I was going. I thought I was going to talk about. Oh, Disney has mastered three things I've noticed. Mm-hmm. They can shoot water up in the air and project whole movies on this water <laughs> yeah. while it's up in the air. They're uh-huh. great at this. They're great at making you uh, smell things, feel things, like spritzing you with water. It's like spraying you with scents, making like <laughs> seats move around. So it's like I wish, like I don't wish. These are great experiences to go on, and I and I'm glad I got to do them. Um, but like making fireworks go off in time with music is also a very specialty they have there, mm-hmm. and projecting not just on the water but on the whole buildings. So like the tree of life thing there that they have there in animal kingdom, they projected like a whole story onto that tree. Oh, that's awesome. And, and that's definitely one of the cooler experiences. It's short, but like it's definitely technology you don't see anywhere else. Yeah. I think the thing I I appreciate most about the Disney park out here, Disneyland is just the attention, the detail. Like, yeah, you can go to like a six flags or you can go to like a, like a, a thrill park or a theme park and stuff, but it's just like, it seems like they, they're putting basically all their dollar bills just strictly into the ride. But one thing I do like about Disney is just like 
every corner is like polished, you know, like you, you'll find like these little nooks and crannies that most parks just wouldn't even bother. They're just like, oh, no one's even going to see that in a day. But like Disney will do that. So I like the little I like the little touches that Disney does at a park. It kind of just it makes it like really uh, exciting when you go visit it. it. Yeah, definitely. No, no stone is left unturned and everything. Yes, that's a is- good way to put it great and like even waiting in line isn't horrible because it's not just a line mm-hmm. you're in an experience on the way to the ride yes very true so um yeah that's I mean, disney was great i'm glad to be home glad to get some rest in and they feed you so well there but the get get a photo pass or a memory maker which lets you get all your pictures taken with professional photographers there for like the whole time you're there get one of those mm-hmm. Don't hand people your phones. Just pay the price and pay for convenience. You can download them all when you're done, and also get a meal plan because food's expensive. Oh, so, so like, do you do you give like this photographer like a reference number or something like that, and he like stores ha- the phone at- on Duo account? No, Disney is great at this. They make everything on a Magic Band, which is RFID based, or a uh-huh. little card if you don't have the Magic Band. The Magic huh. Bands are for people more than one day. The cards are daily tickets. They scan it, and it goes right to your. Um, Account, Whoa, that's really and cool. You can download them all. You have 30 days, and like any of them, they're all free. Once you get the memory maker thing, every picture you get from one of these people is free. They scan it. Like, we got all the princesses. I got to see Buzz Lightyear and Flick, and my pictures with them. Doesn't really do a lot for me, but I think it's really cool that they have that ability there. Yeah, that's that's so, some cool tech. That's 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 the kind of next level stuff you get at Disney. Yeah, they have streamlined the whole process. You can you can buy stuff in their parks, and they will ship it to your hotel room to get the next day so oh, you don't have to walk around with you that's right um, as someone put it as one of the workers but you can they say you shop till you drop but mickey mouse won't let you drop because they'll carry it all for you so, <laughs> that's um, awesome I'm, I'm glad you had a good time that sounds like it was a lot of fun yeah i think we're gonna buy actually buy into the disney vacation club where you get points like you actually own a part of the park and you get points to spend every year on hotel reservations oh wow and it works at every Disney park, so Disneyland. Yeah, will be come, next, Mike. C- c- come see us. Hopefully, yeah. I don't know when. I'll, I think the Star Wars park is maybe 2017 when it's done. I have no idea, but it's going to be crazy. I've seen, either, I've seen the photos. Either way, it's a 50 year set of points, and we're definitely looking at buying into it. And we get a hotel room, so you can come stay on the property with us. <laughs> like we're going to die with those points. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. So yes, Disney World honeymoon wedding everything went off without a hitch. Or it went off with a hitch, if you will. Uh, zing. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, everything's fine like wine. But I was really excited to get back because we got to see Ghostbusters on Saturday. <laughs> yes, really we did. excited. Uh, I, that's sarcasm. Uh, but I was glad <laughs> to get back. Um, it's not against the movie. It's just, you know, you're tired after a week at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both saw Ghostbusters. We haven't talked about this at all. We have a spoiler cast coming up. Yes. Should we? Do you want to? You want to say thumbs up or thumbs down, Mike, or thumb in the middle? How did you feel about um, the new Ghostbusters movie? So I think it. I don't want to say it doesn't. It doesn't live up to the negative hype. So I think all those people out there that were like uh, downvoting the trailer, thinking this movie was like a horrible idea, it's gonna ruin the movie industry. Like, oh, there shouldn't be women in this movie. Oh, it's gonna be awful. I think they're gonna be disappointed that the movie wasn't 
bad. Like, it's not, it wasn't a bad movie. Like, there was people in my theater that were laughing out loud the whole time. My laughs were a little bit more restrained. I I thought some things were funny. It was okay. I have more broader thoughts about the movie, but the movie wasn't awful. So I I think that's going to surprise a lot of people that it wasn't awful. Yeah, so I uh, preloaded the original Ghostbusters on my iPad for the flight home mm-hmm. in preparation. So I got to watch the original Ghostbusters and the new one all in the same day yesterday. Um, I don't see the hype for the old Ghostbusters. I watch it now. I'm like, the effects aren't that good. The story and the editing really aren't that good. What? Why Why are people so attached to this movie? And then I watch the new one. I'm like, this didn't offend me. <laughs> I'm like I'm with you. Like this is not horrible. Like this yeah. is I've seen worse movies this year that deserve more hate than this movie did. Yeah, I so. had a feeling when I came out of the movie, I was just like, I feel like Chris, this movie didn't offend me. Um, but I think where a lot of the love for the first Ghostbuster movies come from is it's really a lot of like old guard classic SNL class people. I think a lot of the people that grew up with them are just really uh, attached to that type of movie. Yeah, the, the, there's like like I think it's going to be really interesting um, lis- uh, listening to what we uh, put out in the spoiler cast because yeah we're not really like uh, Ghostbusters darlings you know I think I probably watched more hours of the cartoon show and played with more of the cartoon figure action figures than I ever did with the live action movie because when we were kids like all these old SNL guys like we weren't really watching them as much as like our parents did or maybe our older cousins or something like that so um, yeah it'll be interesting to see what we have to say more in depth but. Yeah, it, I I can't I'm I'm not gonna necessarily say thumbs up, but I I definitely can without a doubt say it's not a thumbs down. Yeah, it's it's not it, it's not a horrible movie. It's, you're not gonna you're not gonna be mad at it. It doesn't. Uh, I don't see any relation to the original. Uh, that it doesn't affect it at all. The original still stands. If you like it, this one will stand on its own if you choose to like it or not. So mm-hmm. whether you see it or not, because you think it offends the original one, it doesn't. So I guess that's it. So yeah, we saw Ghostbusters spoiler cast next. I think we're more excited because we have Ecto Cooler finally yeah. to drink on the show. Like that's really all this boils down to. Why are we doing <laughs> Ghostbusters? Because we want to review the Ecto Cooler. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I I put it in my fridge last night, so I've had it for over a week now. So now it's finally in the fridge. It's nice and cool and chilled, and we'll be busting that out uh, right after we uh, finish recording episode uh, seventy nine of Superhero Slate. Then you can uh, get our our double review, our head to head. <laughs> yes, that's right. The the movie versus the drink. Which one? <laughs> uh, we don't we, we don't know. We're we're, we're excited. So yes, yeah. listen to that next. Uh, now I want to talk just a little bit. We talked about this earlier. Pokemon Go is something that came out last week. We talked a little bit, I guess, on the old show, but it came out during our kind of our bachelor party uh-huh. for myself and this week. After a week with it, Mike, do you have any experiences you want to share real quick? Because I know it's taken all of the news by storm. <laughs> Everywhere you go, Pokemon. I met so I talked to so many people on the Disney transportation buses because we were all playing Pokemon yeah, Go. I, I think honestly that is the best part of this game. Yeah, I, I've seen some people like dig into the mechanics of the game, and some people might have critiques on, oh, is this really a game? Is it even fun? You know, you know what what's the point here to playing this game? You know, all that all that's kind of like uh, you don't need to worry about that. I just love the experiences that you get from this game. Um, uh, my office is on a, like a, on a smaller scale uh, community uh, college campus, so th- there's a, there's plenty of students there, but it's not this huge, wide, overarching campus. It's very compact in uh, in the heart of Santa Monica. So um, when I when I'm out walking around, I just see everybody playing this game. I've never seen such a, a wide range uh, of app 
penetration out there in the world. It's just really crazy because it's just like, you know, with other apps like Facebook and stuff and even other games, you can't tell what they're playing, but there's like, I've noticed there's this very specific like kind of Pokemon Go stance that people take. You know, there's there's a, there's a more obvious one if you have the augmented reality turned on where people are just kind of holding up the phone and you see them swiping their fingers oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, he's trying to catch a Pokemon right now. But then like, I feel like once you get a little bit more seasoned, you turn the augmented reality off because you, you know, you're just trying to save on that battery and you're just grinding at that point in time. So then, then the stance is a little bit more subdued. You got the phone a little bit more down towards the torso, but you're still kind of doing the swiping motion. Some people maybe, uh, maybe use their thumb instead of the finger. They're getting that curvature on the ball, throwing it. Yeah, I yeah, taught Mike how to do the ball curve. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's one of did. my favorite moves. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it, it's just really cool to see everybody, uh, having these unique experiences. I saw a crazy video the other day online of, I guess, um, I don't know if the game is programming events yet or if there's just some sort of algorithm controlling this, but I guess there was like some sort of like Vaporeon stampede somewhere. Yeah, so, in some so, park, and like a bunch of kids were just like like waves of kids like running across the street to catch them. I'm not really sure what was going on there. So, so what happens is if there's like um the the uh, random chance that a rare Pokemon like in the wild shows up because Vaporeons you normally evolve. So yeah, seeing one in the wild is rare. So you try to catch it, and um example Scythers and and like Pincers in our area. But once mm-hmm. you catch it, there's a certain like number of minutes that lingers before it disappears after the first person catches it. Uh-huh. So you have to get there quickly, and hopefully it doesn't disappear by the time you get there and your app doesn't crash and freeze and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, for me, I, I haven't been to my comic book store in about two weeks, but they actually have vinyl stickers for the teams already. Oh, nice. Um, so they, they, they have their... Like, this is going all out. People are in shirts everywhere. There's events. Uh, the Louisville Slugger uh, Museum has free lures going all day to capture Pokemon. So <laughs> go to places. It's just crazy what is done in a week and a half, and where is this going to go in the future? Like, is it like when's it, when's it going to fab? Like, what's the next update? I'm really excited. We had a good time with it down here. Um, you left, I think, after the podcast, but we went for like a two hour walk around <laughs> downtown New Albany uh, with with. Some guys trying to catch up, my brother and, and other groomsmen. So we we had a good time with that. Yeah, I uh, think my I think my favorite moment uh, so far was I was walking down the sidewalk and I was like, oh, a Pikachu! This is like the first Pikachu I saw, so I caught it real quick and I was like, oh, that's cool, that's awesome. And then like uh, partway down the sidewalk, I hear a, a girl on a bench going, "God damn it, Pikachu!" So it's just hilarious, <laughs> like that just a total stranger that you know is playing the game is interacting kind of with the same uh, with the same uh, character at the same time, and and of course that chick couldn't catch it, so. Bam, suck it, I got that Pikachu. Wow, wow. <laughs> no, that's right, you, sh- you should probably catch that Pikachu. Um, so, yeah, so we like Pokemon Go. But that's really not the reason this is in the news here. Legendary Studios is circling a live-action Pokemon film due to the renewed interest in Pokemon because of the app. Wow, I, I don't know exactly how I feel about that. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I've always, ever in my entire existence adult life i've only ever seen like a a cartoon rendered pokemon i've never seen like any sort of like highly realized version of them so i feel like they would kind of have to do that with live action yeah i don't know what they look like i i don't want them to look too overly realistic but like we don't also need you know mary poppins style cartoons interacting with human people in this day and age uh i don't know i don't know where it sits um i I don't know. I remember watching the original cartoon movies in theaters when I was a child. 
Um, I still play Pokemon. Like this isn't new for me. Like I'm not a, a rejuvenated person because of Go. I have cards. We got cards on at our bachelor party. Uh, <laughs> but like this is nothing new for me. But I remember watching the cartoons growing up, and that's cool. But a live action, I think this is gonna go the way of Dragon Ball live action film. Yeah, like, I, it's 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 a great idea on paper, but like the realization to get there will just crash and burn. I think they would do better with a uh, computer animated type of movie, and I think they should uh, maybe try to find a way to. Um, uh, maybe move away from characters like Ash, Ash Ketchum and stuff like that. Just make new, make like a brand new character uh, set in like just a totally new area. I, like I don't want to be the I don't want to be the white guy that says take this uh, this Japanese property and uh, and uh, American it up a little bit. But it just it just seems like oh if you're trying to bring it to the states maybe maybe bring like a, a fresh character into it just like everybody else is gonna be fresh into the movie because for this movie to succeed you're gonna have to get a lot of people on it that you know aren't familiar with Pokemon so maybe center it around a character that kind of isn't sure what Pokemon is either like um, I don't know maybe I don't know maybe there's there I feel like there's got to be a creative way to do it there's got to be something uh-huh. new and unique because there's there's tons of Pokemon movies movies out there already you know I, like the first movie that came out was animated it was big hit in the states started ash ketchum all around mewtwo and stuff like that i thought the movie was fun when i saw it when i was a kid so there's plenty of pokemon movies out there already that are like 90 plus minutes you can you can go binge on them and have everything you want but i, I feel like 16 or 17 so yeah, yeah there, there's, there's so, a few so if you want to go if you want to go big in like a in a you know a different type of market you know you're gonna have to find a new angle with it mm-hmm. you know and there's there's so much pokemon lore out there already i don't think you can expect a lot of people to uh uh understand it i like i, I think ash and misty and brock are the only pokemon people in the get in the universe that i can even name there's so many Nur- new nurse different joy now nurse yeah joy. nurse joy there's so many different trainers now so i've i have no idea well, how that's gonna well go. i think i think the problem with that is if they go with that they have and they like all the movies stick to the anime tv show mm-hmm. so all the movies are related to the TV show and vice versa, which I, they just don't need to do. They seem to start if they're going to do it from legendary, do it new, don't do anything extended, like attached to that. Like maybe they can mention like Ash or, or the people, but like they don't need to cast them or have them in there. And just start with the 150, like like you know we did in this game, Pokemon. It was 150. It's not the full 700. Mm-hmm. So start small. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that I, I think that's a good way. I think that's a good way to put it. It's just like all the other stuff was attached to the anime. Let's just do something different from the anime. You know, like uh, they've they've mined that pot of gold for years and years. Let's you know shift to a different mine. Exactly, I agree. I agree. So yeah, if you guys have any ideas on Pokemon, or if you're playing Pokemon Go and want to share your you know your highest level with us, tag us on Twitter or Facebook hashtag Superhero Slate hashtag Pokemon Go. So do that. Uh, now let's, let's switch gears. We're going to talk about X-Men. This was in our title opening thing. Hellfire. We talked about this series before um, based on the Hellfire Club from the X-Men universe, right? Uh-huh. Um, it's supposed to be on FX. It has been canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not moving forward with Hellfire to make room for a new series. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm surprised. Uh, I mean, when we were talking about the other companion show, what was that one called? Uh, Le- Legion is Legion. currently... It's That's currently right. ordered a series. Yeah, and I, knew it's working. Start, I knew it started with an L. I was trying to say legendary, <laughs> but I was getting confused with the Pokemon news you were just talking about. But yeah, it's, but all, we, it's all right. <laughs> but we had heard news about that. We hadn't heard a lick anything about Hellfire. So I was like, it seems like they're kind of waiting on this one to see if it's well, really something they want to do. A couple of months ago, the Hellfire showrunners left 
to do a different show and that's kind of when we're like uh what's really going to happen here and but now we have confirmation that they're they cancel hellfire and they're going to start making an actual x-men series uh-huh. um based on um like the x-men movies universe is what it sounds like wow so the lead on this is matt nix who actually was like one of the leads on burn notice if you like that show a lot of I know a lot of people did. I from what I saw it was fine. It's was, it was a good show. And this is a team up with Marvel yet again. So Marvel's mm. Marvel TV Entertainment is working with Fox Studios to make this X-Men TV show come to life. Now that that's that's interesting I think more than anything else because you know X-Men TV show I don't expect to see a Wolverine in there. I don't I don't think I, we're going to see any big names. In an X-Men TV show, just like we don't see a whole lot of big characters showing up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But I think it's more of just like, hey, this X-Men intellectual property is kind of cozying up with Marvel again. Now, yes, it's in the TV realm, but hey, that just means they're they're talking to each other. You know, they're sitting together uh, at the lunch table uh, over there uh, by the studios. So, hey, maybe in the future, maybe this moves us into a Marvel Studios Fox X-Men movie tie-in somewhere mm-hmm. you know I, I like i like to see them getting friendly that's all i'm saying yeah exactly so i mean this has brian singer and lauren schuler donner and simon kinberg from from fox we all know them they've done all the x-men movies recently uh-huh. uh jeff loeb and jim chory from marvel are working together jeff is, loeb is in charge of the marvel tv side so shield and all the other stuff he just canceled was was part of that <laughs> um so I don't, I don't know i don't know what to make of this this team up partnership but it's cool that they're they're working together, like you said. And this the show has been described as a two parents discover their children possess mutant powers and must go on the run from a hostile government and join an underground network of mutants. I think that's uh, a cool idea. That is a cool idea. I, I mean, um, it sounds a lot like the underground network of mutants is the Morlocks um, from the X-Men TV show. They live in the sewers, and they, they're, they're a little more disfigured mutants. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll get that, but we don't know what powers they have or... Um, even the parents have powers or not, probably not from what it sounds like, but this is really cool and hopefully ties into the X-Men universe post-apocalypse now that we, we have that movie. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sounds like they're trying to um, doing what you should do with in TV shows, where in, in movies you're kind of painting these broader strokes, and on TV you can kind of tell these more intimate stories and focus just around like this one kid. You don't have to focus around the whole X-Men, so I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, I, I do too, and, and you know, and I think it sounds much cooler than Hellfire, to be honest, if, if we're going to compare them. Uh-huh. So, X-Men TV show, ahoy, whatever it'll be called. So, glad it's moving forward. Now, let's uh, from Fox Studios, they've also done Kingsman, one of our favorite movies um, from, out of them. Love it. The Golden Circle is a sequel coming up, and uh, there's a new image showing Colin Firth on set and looking alive very much alive so i think we kind of talked about this last time where we kind of thought they could easily write him back into the movie you know i like i guess his his death is is clear in the first movie uh but it's it's not necessarily there's no like blood or matter or brain that sprays out the back of his head if i remember right i don't really remember like like it, it's it's a moment that just kind of happens and then and then you 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 kind of leave it. So maybe there was like some sort of like bulletproof glasses or I don't know. Maybe they cloned him. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. So I mean, he can be. This could be a flashback. This is a, behind him. You'll see an actor, uh, Pedro Pascal, who was actually is actually in the upcoming movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just kind of looking at it, 
you know, I he could be alive. It could be a flashback. We don't know. This movie's an original story. So, um, but Kingsman 2 is filming, and that's really cool. And I'm really excited to see the second one because yeah. I feel the first one was swept under the rug pretty quickly. Yeah. One thing that you realize when you rewatch the movie is you kind of remember how over the top and uh, not goofy the movie was, but just how uh, not uh, constrained it is. So it's n- it's not too hard to imagine somehow they bring back Colin Firth. Yeah, that's true. Very much so. It's, it doesn't take itself overly seriously, and, yeah. and that's okay by us. Uh, now we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk Marvel for a little bit. we got a lot of concept art and some images here. Doctor Strange, first movie coming up later this year. Really excited for it. San Diego is what, next week, Mike? Is it this coming week? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, we're so excited. They're, they're going to be taking Doctor Strange there. First concept art of Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange in his full-on Sorcerer Supreme garb, casting some spells here. Looks cool. Yeah. One thing I'm curious, I feel like we've seen a lot of Doctor Strange stuff where he just looks like he's been doing this for years. He looks like an expert. You know, he's pulling up these spells, you know, things that look very intricate. So it makes me think that maybe this movie is going to be separated from his origin at least a little bit because I feel like it's hard to go from a a dude that's never even like seen the sorcerer world to being sorcerer supreme by the end of the movie. It makes me think that maybe there's a time jump there somewhere in the movie. Yeah. yeah, So, I mean, if you think back to the animated movie, which I think they'll borrow heavily from, um, I, he kind of did that. Like he, he, in the middle of the, like, I guess the, the last third, he gets handed the Sorcerer Supreme title, um, but I don't. I don't know. It'll be a time jump. Maybe they like. There's like. I guess to use Dragon Ball Z as an example, a time chamber where like they can do all this <laughs> stuff and time doesn't pass because it's mysticism kind of deal. Yeah, maybe. We don't know. We don't know. But you're right. He does look like he's a full fledged like warrior by the end of it. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll definitely have to check that out. I, I'm excited to see what comes out of San Diego Comic Con this year. I'll be following that pretty closely this week. So, uh, if Mike, you hear anything, you let us know too. Will so do. That means that, mean, that means next week's our big our biggest episode of the year. So, oh, yeah. be prepared, people. That brings us to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, also being taken to um, uh, San Diego Comic Con this weekend. Uh, new concept art from the film shows off our five guardians plus two returning quote unquote anti heroes slash villains and a new guardian. Uh-huh. Um, this concept art shared by James Gunn shows, you know, Drax, Star-Lord, Rocket, Gamora, Baby Groot, itty-bitty Baby Groot there. <laughs> uh, looks like Nebula. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name in the back, the other blue person. Uh, I feel horrible. He's a Ravager. Um, Are you talking about Yondu? Yondu? Yeah. Yondu, there we go. Yeah. And then finally, our first look at Mantis. The yeah, new character in the film. I, I think that's probably the biggest reveal uh, from this image. There's probably tons of things we could talk about here. But yeah, that's Mantis, that new guardian, uh, chilling out in the background. Yes, so um, in the comic book, she's very green, very, very much a green-skinned character. Uh, mm. But it looks like they're going with a green outfit and using uh, human tone skin. Um, yeah. B- but giving her some sort of like look, bug-looking eyes and uh, some antenna coming out of her head. Yeah, so uh, I think probably they didn't want to do too much green. They're like, oh, we already got a green character. We got Gamora hanging out over there. But, yeah, I think this this image is pretty It's pretty telling of uh, the movie that we're getting. It looks like they're going to go maybe a bit larger scale. Uh, there's a lot more people, it seems, that they're going to be focusing on in the movie. 
Yeah, big explosion in the background, and I think uh, yeah, a lot of people focusing on, on Groot. Like, there's a big question in the community right now: Is this actually the same Groot we remember from the first movie, or is this a, a someone regrown, like a new Groot grown from the seeds of the old one? Like, is he got the same personality and memories, or is he a new one? So, uh, I think it's the same Groot. I, I do too. I, I mean, I, I fully agree. That's how they do it in the comic books. But he's going to be at least a little bitty version for some time in this movie. So Yeah, and I think that kind of makes sense. He was such a big force uh, in the first movie that they're kind of like uh, intentionally nerfing him for part of the movie. I wonder mm-hmm. if he'll be fully grown by the end of the movie or if he'll just kind of be like uh, halfway grown and then maybe in the third movie he gets back to full size. Yeah, he he didn't he could make himself grow in the last movie, like uh-huh. grow different things. So maybe he's just staying little for a while. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, hopefully, find out a little more this weekend uh, from San Diego. So Guardians concept art looks awesome. Love it just as much as I did last year, or I guess three years ago concept art. So we'll we'll keep that coming. Mm-hmm. Lastly, I guess not lastly, but I guess next on the Marvel release for next year is Spider Man Homecoming, and they've been filming it, and it looks like Spider Man has now. Web dudes up in the air, uh-huh. in in his uh, Civil War outfit. So uh, this is an image of uh, Spider-Man webbing up a, a criminal who stole a bag and retrieving a bicycle of some sort. Yeah, it, so. it, only thing I could be thinking, it must be kind of nice that they have uh, introduced Spider-Man already in another movie because uh, it's really easy for them to film outside in this costume because uh, people would be all over this uh, if we hadn't seen Spider-Man already. So, he, yeah, he can easily just kind of walk around out in the open now and people aren't too uh, people aren't too worried about trying to hide what he looks like. So, yeah, this looks like it's going to be uh, pretty cool. There, there were some images the other week where I think he was on the back of a truck, uh, but it looks like he this is going to be maybe a bright movie i've seen a lot everything outdoors in the daylight so yeah this is not a nighttime spider-man for some reason uh a lot of the the last two movies were nighttime you know spider-man movies so we'll have to take a look i don't know i maybe i hope to hear some more this weekend as well because they are filming it and they're probably halfway through if not a little less so uh hopefully maybe we'll hear some spider-man news this weekend not gonna work right <laughs> Knock on wood. Now that we've got those images out of the way from Marvel, we're going to hit the last thing. The last movie for next year is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. We, we like Honestly, whoever thought we'd be so excited screaming for more Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> um, one of the scenes, there's been a lot of news for Thor this weekend because they're, they're starting filming. Uh, you know, But um, Mark Ruffalo and, and Chris Hemsworth were together on a scene asking Valkyrie to join them. Uh, we don't know why, what they're joining, what they're doing, but that was the recent scene filmed. Um, hmm. So it sounds like both Hulk and Thor are together at this point and need a third person to take down the likes of Hela, the Grandmaster, Loki, and Scourge. So Bring, um, bring it on. I want to see all the smashing, all the destruction. It's going to be great. I'm hoping for concept art this weekend of like Scourge and some of like the new costumes and like maybe maybe we get the Gladiator Hulk look this weekend that'd be that, pretty that sweet. would be nice i would i would hope that uh marvel takes it upon themselves to be like oh the biggest comic book convention on the planet is happening this weekend uh let's make sure we dominate it and just put everything that we have out there yeah well especially with uh, the, you know thor doesn't have a bad track record it just has a middling track record mm-hmm. and they were like you know what we've we've kind of under we've 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 sold thor short let's put him back on top so that's what i want to hear yeah, but it, but in the meantime, there is Star Wars Celebration Europe going on right now, uh-huh. and we are getting lots of Star Wars. It's going on right now. Like there's still news coming out of this so, <laughs> right now. 
right now, while we're doing the show, there's news going on, Mike, and we are missing it. But let's talk about what we do have, and that's Star Wars Episode Eight. We have confirmation from the director that this is the first Star Wars movie that picks up where the last one left off. That, so I mean, this will, that, that makes sense. <laughs> well, right. Well, most of the other Star Wars movies have not. They've they've taken several years in between them mm-hmm. uh, to get to the points. This one will pick up right there on Skellig Michael where Rey is handing Luke Skywalker the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that that being filmed this time and, and so on and so forth. But I'm, I don't know, I'm really excited to know that we're not, there's not going to be a time jump and we don't have to worry about what did he say on that rock when he handed the lightsaber mm-hmm. kind of deal. So, uh, I mean, I don't know, I'm excited for that. So we'll see that. That also means we might also get a Han Solo funeral if that also takes place right there. Oh, yeah, maybe. And we can finally see uh, Chewie uh, crying and then we'll all be really sad. <laughs> yeah, so we start the movie off really sad for the rest of us <laughs> to get through it. But that wasn't the biggest news this weekend. Rogue One is the biggest news this weekend. Mm-hmm. And there's a brand new poster. And like you said, this our featured image made itself this week. Uh, between the Guardians and then the Star Wars Rogue One poster. Look at it. Look. What is that? Is that, is that a Death Star? Oh, that's that no Star, moon. Mike? That's no moon. That is a that's, Death Star. It's not a moon. And that, that moon looks like it's over Hawaii at this point. Um, <laughs> because that looks like they're, by, they're, they're fighting on some sort of nice tropical location. Um, you know, on the left are the rogues. You can see the robot that's voiced by Alan Tudyk there in the back uh-huh. and the other rogues. And then the, um, stormtroopers there in the water, kind of wading through it, you know, hanging out in explosions and tie or I guess X-wing fighters. I don't know. It's a great poster. It looks great. Um, but that's not the only news. We got a behind the scenes featurette that kind of shows some of the new stuff they're doing in this movie. Uh-huh. And, uh, it looked really cool. Um, but it is abbreviated version of what they actually showed at Celebration, which actually had Darth Vader in it. Oh, so, man. Right? I'm pretty, pretty sad. Maybe they'll show something at San Diego. I doubt it, but I, I'm sad we didn't get to see Darth Vader. But we get to see some new creatures. They're going practical effects, you know, still. It looks to be some sort of larger raccoon animal on a machine gun in a, in a chopper uh, at some point, uh, firing a gun out of it. But there's a behind-the-scenes feature. The video link is in there. Have you watched it recently, Mike? It's pretty cool. um yeah I mean I'm I'm really digging uh the this older tech that they're that they're inventing basically out of thin air or I don't know maybe if they picked up some George Lucas concept art I saw some photos of some like 3D models from the from the Star Wars event like they're showing like some of these cooler older ships I love these uh like these shore troopers or beach troopers or whatever they're calling them ah, well that's funny because we have an image of shore troopers down there. Mm-hmm. Um, showing off the shore trooper outfit. So yes, those are shore troopers. Yeah, I just like they're really fitting that early '80s kind of future tech style that that was made back in the day really, really well. And you know they handled that really well in the For- in the Force Awakens too. But they have to date this even back a little bit more. But yeah, I'm just really loving the vibe of uh, how the movie feels. Yeah, I, I really want to see more footage. I want to see a trailer. I want to see the second trailer for this really badly. And and we've got like what five months to go. Maybe six months. I, I'm, I'm not good with month math, if you will. <laughs> but that's coming up. So we got Shore Troopers. That's on there. Like, but we also have our first official image of Mads Mikkelsen as Galen Erso, the father of Jin Erso, the main character. And if you take a look here, he kind of looks like he's wearing Jedi clothes. Yeah, a little bit. Like uh, Obi-Wan. He's got that Obi-Wan from the, the first movie vibe, if you will. Um, hopefully he's not a moisture farmer, uh, but, <laughs> but you never know. I, I, it's cool. Mads Mikkelsen, he's also in Dar- uh, Doctor Strange coming out later this year. Uh-huh. 
as a main villain, Caecilia. So that's a cool vibe. And then lastly, uh, the confirmation that the planet um, that uh, they find some of these uh, rebels on, the rogues, is Jeddah. J-E-D-A-H. And that's the spiritual mecca for Jedi, if you will. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Like, I think we talked about um, when we thought what we'd like to see in the next Star Wars movie, uh, not uh, the anthology film, so episode um, eight, eight would be, we thought it would be cool if they kind of uh, went and planet hopping, maybe as they were uh, uh, learning, teaching Rey how to be a Jedi. Um, and I thought it would be a cool idea if they kind of went to like a, a Jedi uh, temple, you know, a home world, found some like lightsaber crystals or what have you. Um, so maybe they're kind of soft, uh, uh, soft introducing us to this planet. Yeah, Unless it gets for... blown up by the Death Star, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I find it interesting that um, for a movie without any Jedi that they would focus on the Jedi planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll meet a Jedi somewhere in there. I don't know, but... I thought that was a cool bit of news for Rogue One, which is which is coming out this November or December, mm-hmm. and we we definitely need more Star. After I bought all these lightsabers and Star Wars stuff this weekend, I need more Star Wars. <laughs> in my life. Yeah, uh, which moves to the Han Solo solo film uh, mm-hmm. confirmation that Elden Ehrenreich is Han Solo. Um, for those who recently watched uh, Hail Caesar, hey, yeah, I that. watched that. <laughs> you did. We talked about he's the cowboy guy in that movie. Yeah, he was he was the best part of the movie. And he is by far the best part. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's got I think he's gonna knock it out of the park as Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. I guess we finally got it uh, confirmed. We got it out there. So yeah, I mean, our, I, for those who are big, you know, uh, Harrison Ford and Han Solo fans out there, super fan Jim, we're looking at you. Um, let us know what you think. I think it'd be fine. I think uh, Hail Caesar is not a good movie by any means. It doesn't go anywhere. It's like a car that's stuck and just spinning its wheels in the same place. But you're right. He was the best part of the movie and he's Uh the most enjoyable part to watch. And I think he just fit right into that. So, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, have you watched any star Wars rebels TV show, Mike? Uh, I can't say that I have. So I was watching, so I was watching an episode while I was doing laundry this morning. Um, and it's uh, the first season's 12 episodes. It's kind of more for kids, but two and three or two, I hear is great. And three is adding, Someone that we thought was long gone from the Star Wars universe, Grand Admiral Thrawn, will okay. be a part of Star Wars Rebel Season 3. Are you familiar with Grand Admiral Thrawn, Mike? Uh, was he, um, uh, he was, was he in the first Star Wars movie? He was in no movies. He was in a series of books that took place post-Return uh, oh. of the Jedi in the I'm thinking universe. Of, I'm thinking of a different guy then, yeah. Okay, that's fine. So he's he's very he's blue and it was like he had a, a, a three books that people cherish as the best books of the expanded universe. Hmm. When Disney bought Lucasfilm, they got rid of the expanded universe so they could make their own movies going forward and not have to stick to that canon. Um, so that kind of wiped out Grand Admiral Thrawn, which is like one of the people herald him as one of the best Star Wars expanded universe characters. But he will be returning in Star Wars Rebel season three, and I know a lot of Star Wars fans. Uh, will be ecstatic to find that out. Um, that also includes Darth Vader and Darth Maul and Ahsoka, if you're familiar with the Clone Wars, being all in Season 3. It sounds like the show's getting better. And there's a time jump as well. So he, the main character, Ezra, is no longer a kid. So I'm definitely excited to see what he does as like more of a teenager, a young adult kind of thing as he learns to be a Jedi or Dark Side. I don't know. You're you're right. This this guy is just straight up. He's just blue. Blue with red <laughs> he, eyes. That's about just, all you need. He just looks like a normal guy with blue skin and red eyes. <laughs> yes. Um. Fun fact: Grand Admiral Thrawn will be voiced by Lars Mikkelsen, the brother of 
Mads Mikkelsen, who is Galen Erso in Rogue One. So. <laughs> Man, you just got to get on that Star Wars Disney paycheck, and then right? it just feeds your whole family. Uh, it does. The whole thing. Once, once one's in, he's there. Lars Mikkelsen was also in the Sherlock with uh, season three. He was the main villain in season three with Benedict Cumberbatch, who was also in, who's starring next to yeah. Mads Mikkelsen and Doctor Strange. This is crazy. It's all it's small. All world. one great big circle. As Disney told me this week, Mike, it's a small world after all. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Star Trek's a Star Wars. Isn't, isn't that Star Wars? Star Trek? Is that the, nope, no, nope. Nope. It's oh. different. Oh, I'm losing fans. We're losing fans. I'm sorry. Star Trek 4, according to J.J. Abrams, has its script done already. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I guess, cool. they're like, ma- I guess they're making a fourth one. <laughs> uh, uh, technically, it's like 13 or so by now, but whatever. Um, Chris Hemsworth will actually be a huge part of it and interact with Chris Pine. Okay. Uh, Chris Hemsworth gonna- was his dad in the first one. Are they gonna, are they gonna somehow bring him back to life? Or are they gonna do this like kind of like Superman, uh, a Superman and his father style, where he's like stuck in a hologram? Like what? Like he, his ship blew up. I mean, did he somehow escape? <laughs> I don't know. They didn't say. That's why everyone's like, what? How does this working? But in the first Star Trek, they did introduce time travel. Um, so time travel's not out the door for Star Trek movies. Yeah, I guess um, that's true. Uh, he could also be time traveling forward. They could be time traveling backwards. I don't know. We don't know. But after seeing Ghostbusters and Thor, Chris Hemsworth is definitely more of him is not a bad thing. <laughs> That's true. More of Chris Hemsworth is not a bad thing. So there's your Star Trek news for the week, folks. I believe Star Trek three comes out this week as well, Mike. We it's are ha- in for it's, it's very hard to keep up with all this. <laughs> we are. We July is the busiest month uh, for sure. So. Um, I don't know what we're going to do for that, but I'm definitely going to watch it. So we'll see how that comes along, guys. So Star Trek Beyond this week. Go see it if you want to. Warner Brothers, I believe, does Star Trek. I think I think it owns Star Trek, but it also does DC movies. So anyway, Warner Brothers has been guilty of paying for positive reviews on video games. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I've heard a, I've heard a little bit of this. Uh, I, I guess it's kind of uh, been more swept up in a kind of YouTube drama which is stuff that I tend to avoid like the plague, so I don't really know what's going on here. So um, back when uh, Lord of the Rings Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor game came out, they paid uh, YouTube celebrities to talk highly the, the the games but not say they were reviews or paid for. Mm-hmm. So they were reviewing the games positively but not saying that they were paid reviews, kind of like you know when you get like do an ad and someone's like, this is great, and that says this is not an actual you know testimonial kind of deal they weren't labeling them properly so that was a big uh-huh. deal Matt, shadow mordor is an okay game it's not bad it got good reviews anyway without it so um but that, that kind of brings into the arkham batman arkham games they're re-releasing the arkham asylum and arkham city games for the new uh-huh. consoles uh, however that was pushed back indefinitely and canceled kind of uh as of recently and batman arkham knight was pretty much pulled from PC because it was broken when it was released. So Uh Warner Brother games are kind of looking pretty rough (laughs) right now, if I was to be honest with you. I don't know. You don't, you don't have a new console, so you don't, you don't play them as much as I do. But yeah, I'm so, I'm so outside of all this. I I can just be like, well, Warner Brothers, uh, good luck. (laughs) Good good luck. Hopefully uh, the, the new game from nether realms, the fighting game, Injustice 2 isn't doesn't plagued with all this stuff, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, the Flash season three kind of uh, 
blew its load, if you will. Uh, yeah, and it makes me mad. You probably knew as soon as you saw this, it made me mad. Yeah, I did, but I had to share you with you before somebody else did because I knew you'd be even more mad. <laughs> well, I, so, I mean, I, I think I just saw it in like my normal news feed. Basically, this is what happens. They've been building up this whole season two that they're going to bring in a new speedster. Oh, is the speedster going to be this, or does he just share the same name? Oh, is Wally West actually going to be a speedster? How is it going to happen? Oh, they just went back and forth the whole season. We never got any answers. So we're kind of left on a cliffhanger, especially with this whole Flashpoint thing. Oh, is it actually going to happen? What's going to happen? And then, one, then during the summer, they're just like, hey, guess what? We're going to put him in his costume, take nice pictures, and put it out there. And everyone knows that wally west is going to be kid flash the the flash i don't know what kind of flash he's going to be but it just makes me mad they're always doing this i hate you cw for doing this don't blow your load like why can't this be revealed in an episode and i can be shocked when i watch it you do the you do this all the time and i can't avoid it i literally can't avoid it like even like even like if i tried i unfollowed them already i unfollowed the cw on all social media but it still works its way down the line it either shows up in a subreddit it shows up retweeted by someone else i mean like if this was the last point if i still had not seen it yet and you were bringing it to the show i could at least choose not to click on the link and i could just hear what you have to say or we or you would just like coyly say um oh something's gonna happen next season but no the steam is my broccoli Yes, there we go. So I can see why they did this because as soon as these came out, they started filming outside uh, with, mm. with these costumes. So CW actually gave us good looks at the costumes before we got on-set photos of the costumes, which I just added to our notes as we were talking. So Mike didn't know that there was another set photo. Um, <laughs> so yes, Wally West is in a looks like Reverse Flash costume. It's yellow and red. Yeah, it looks and like it's probably going to be adapted from from that from season one. Yeah, we don't know because this is Flashpoint universe. We don't know what's happened, how he's got his powers. Um, but there's one where he looks like he's running, and then one where he's just standing still. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get a look at that Wally West costume, there you go. But however, the onset photos now that they're filming outside show Wally West, and that costume looks really awful on set, actually. Um, <laughs> next to a very, like, I guess, molten lava looking, like, Flash. Like yeah, some, I guess some people are saying like uh, maybe the Black Racer. I mean, I mean, it just sounds like there's uh, if you're familiar with the Flash universe, there's just a limitless number of flashes and speedsters. So it seems like that they just kind of spin a wheel and, and point their finger at a speedster and be like, "All right, you're in this season." Yeah, uh, what costume looks cool? And we spin the wheel. I'm watching it's gonna be. To me, I mean, it just looks interesting. Like, I hope they kind of we had the like you know last season the black costume already so hopefully they can do something different with this black costume that makes it look visually different and really cool yeah Uh, i I mean they all got really lucky that uh portraying super speed on a tv budget is very very easy because they can just bring in speedsters left and right yeah they can and uh and they were able to keep the secret of uh who actually was the uh, zoom last year very well so hopefully they can keep the secret whoever is in that black costume for a while too yeah so I don't know. There's there's stuff. There's bat. There's stuff. Mike's broccoli steamed, but <laughs> I I like the Flash. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, season three can regain some momentum. The finale lost on me, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. In the meantime, let's talk about Suicide Squad. That's coming around the corner. That yeah. is a couple, two weeks away, three weeks away. I don't know. I've lost track of time. It's August, uh, baby. The adversary is one of the bad guys. A few bad guys, by the way, in this movie. Mm-hmm. So the name is he's like a Cthulhu type old gods monster. Um, some of the black people like covered in goo they're slicing in the trailers have like 
like 8,000 eyes on them. So I think that's mm-hmm. kind of where that comes from. So that'll be cool to see. We don't know who that is. That's like something in the comic books. Like, yeah, couldn't find anything else. Also, Scott Eastwood is in this movie. We've talked about this. Conflicting reports on who his character is have come out. Some say he's a Navy SEAL character. Some say he's a non-existing comic book character and will be made a new character. Others say he's Nightwing. I don't know who to believe, Mike. Do we care who Scott Eastwood is in this movie? I don't know. I mean, like, Scott Eastwood was, uh, he, I feel like he's been, uh, he's been circling some sort of giant role here for a while now, whether it was in Marvel or DC. So he's got, he, I feel like he's got to land on something big soon. He's, I think he's too big of a draw just to be like floating around there, not attached to some billion he, dollar property. He has been in a lot of the trailers and that, that, that makes me think he's a bigger character. Mm-hmm. Um, why would, why would you put a side character who has no name and no real reason to be there? Like in the, almost every trailer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. We'll have to see. And maybe if they, you know, if they take a... Well, who was it? Um, the, the Superman's friend who got killed in the beginning of Batman v Superman. Uh, the photographer. I can't think of his name. Man, I'm horrible at this. Oh, got, um, uh, it's on the tip of our tongue right now. Oh, right. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, hopefully they just don't kill him and be like, well, that was it for that guy. We didn't need him for any other movie kind of deal. Uh, so, um, then Marvel will snag him up and be like, all right, we got Scott Eastwood. Yay, let's not kill him. Kind of deal. I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of him being kind of like an undercover, um, an uh, undercover uh, Nightwing. Maybe he's infiltrating the Suicide Squad. But the, um, it was uh, Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. There that's we go. the name. That's the name we were circling. It was on the tip of my tongue. Yes, but we are three weeks away from Suicide Squad. Tickets are now available. I found that out at my theater this weekend when I went and saw Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are interested in buying your Thursday night Suicide Squad tickets, please do. We will be watching it and doing a spoiler cast on that uh, first one for August. Oh, man, August is around the corner, Mike. We're get, we're, the year is slipping away from us. Yeah, August, that's that's the tail end. That's pretty much the, the end of uh, uh, summer movie season. Yes, and pretty much news for a while until the next movie comes out. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. Wonder Woman, another DC movie. The next one after Suicide Squad coming out. Really excited for Wonder Woman. A new image of the character has been revealed. One of many, but I like this one the most. Um, the set looks so 1940s, like or 1914s, not 1940s. World War One, and she's in bright colors, and her shield looks a little older than I think she had in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like this image. I think I think this is a great, you know, look at Wonder Woman from the movie. Yeah, at least from this screenshot, I don't know if it was just the way Batman and Superman uh, was uh, color graded, uh, but this costume looks basically more bright, more vibrant. Uh, I mean, Wonder Woman was one of the few shining things that was good in uh, BVS, so we've both said that we're excited for this movie, so and I think just just gets us more gets us more hyped. And with this, we got our first synopsis revealed of the movie, and I'm really excited to read this to you guys. So so here we go. Wonder Woman hits movie theaters around the world next summer when Gal Gadot returns as the title character in the epic action adventure from director Patty Jenkins. Before she was Wonder Woman, she was Diana, princess of the Amazons, trained to be an unconquerable warrior. Raised on a sheltered island paradise, when an American pilot crashes on their shores and tells of a massive conflict raging in the outside world, Diana leaves her home convinced she can stop the threat. Fighting alongside man in a war to end all wars, Diana will discover her full powers and her true destiny. 
that sounds really really cool like i don't know a whole lot about if this is attached to any sort of comic book story out there because i don't know a whole lot about the origins of wonder woman but yeah i kind of like that idea of this outside presence just falling on the island uh which is going to be chris pine obviously so um but yeah this 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 sounds really interesting yeah so i i hope this is not her joining to fight World War One, I. I hope there's a bigger battle that's related to her behind World War One that she's fighting. Um, she's tied into some sort of myth, like pantheon and mythological, like I don't know if it's Olympian or Greek mythology that she's tied to. Maybe something even different. But like, um, hopefully, there's like some like maybe Ares is is one of the bad guys leading World War One, and like she has to use her powers to stop him, kind of thing. Because yeah, if it's maybe. her trying to fight World War One by herself, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But anyway, we also discovered the movie Wonder Woman has been written by Jeff Johns and Alan Heinberg. Okay. So uh, Jeff Johns is now kind of the 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 I guess the head of the DC Cinematic Universe. He's he's taken the Kevin Feige role, mm-hmm. um, and Alan Heinberg actually wrote Young Avengers comics uh, and and has a history of comics. So um, now we kind of know who's the brains behind this movie. So we'll I see like how it kind of turns out. I like that. It's always it's always a good. Uh, judge of the quality of movie by taking a look at the writers first. So I, I like to see that. Yes. Yeah, totally, totally great. So that's some great Wonder Woman news. Excited. We're excited. Everyone's excited. We love it. Great deal. Now we're going to move on to some two movies that I don't think they're related, but they're trying to start new franchises with these suckers over here. First up is The Mummy Reboot. And we get our first look at Sophia Butella from Kingsman and um, Star Trek Beyond as The Mummy. Yeah, I, I was kind of looking at this, and I'm trying to figure out, like, are those marks on her face, like, CG tracking marks, or are those, like, supposed to be tattooed? I I don't I think, think th- this doesn't look that good to me. This So from these behind-the-scenes sets photos, I believe they are actually, like, hieroglyphic markings. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. Because they run down her legs, and, like, those aren't real dots on her legs. They're very... They have shapes to them, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be. I mean, hopefully it looks a little better. Maybe she has some better looks. I don't know. The first Mummy's okay. I like the first Mummy movie with Brandon Fraser. Those are cool. What they do with this one, I don't know. But there is some synopsis um, for this for this film. But in the scene that they're filming, she was actually taking control of a whole crowd of people. And huh. she has a mysterious sword that we can't see in the shot. So... Uh, Definitely a lot more different things here, but let's read the synopsis here. Though safely entombed in a crypt deep beneath the unforgiving desert, an ancient queen whose destiny was unjustly taken from her is awakened in our current day, bringing with her malevolence grown over millennia and terrors that defy human comprehension. So I I think the biggest thing that I can get out of this, now if we're trying to turn these uh, ancient monsters kind of into a franchise, so they're all going to be interconnected, I think the biggest thing you can take away from this is current day. So one thing I actually really liked about the Brendan Fraser mummy movies is they were kind of a period piece. So it was Mm -hmm. kind of like you had these old ancient like six shooters and stuff like that trying to fight the mummy. Uh, So I I wonder if current day means they're bringing this to 2016, you know, people are going to be taking pictures of the mummy with their iphone yeah I, I definitely think i definitely agree with you i think you know bringing these things to the current day will add a little different kind of feel to them and nothing against the original you're right they, they feel great in that world war ii era like kind of piece like uh-huh. we got to go get the treasure like the indiana jones vibe to them was great but like her walking through like a main street and people are like oh this is just some sort of like magic trick or something like that 
mm-hmm. and she's uh, you know doing a lot more stuff is going to be interesting. So definitely excited to see that uh, and see where it takes it. And also we have our first image from Kong Skull Island, a movie we didn't think we wanted or. I don't even know if we still want it. Yeah, a, se- a separate monster movie. <laughs> a separate monster movie that will tie into Godzilla later yes. on, I'm pretty sure. However, what we can see here is um, Tom Hiddleston, and I believe that is Brie Larson beside him. Yeah. The stars of this movie, and a huge-ass ape-face skull behind them. Mm-hmm. So King Kong has always been like 20, 30 feet tall. This looks like it's going to be a much different film. Yeah, I think this kind of answers a question that we also had was, you know, uh, King Kong and Godzilla are two very different sizes. Godzilla is much bigger. So when it comes to a movie where they meet each other, who, uh, does someone get shrunken down? Does someone get shrunken up? So I think it makes sense to just to make King Kong bigger. I mean, it's it's going to be a, obviously a summer blockbuster movie that's eventually going to clash with King Kong. You might as well just make it big and go balls to the wall. Yeah, um, shrunken up is a definitely a new phrase I want to use to say margin <laughs> things. Um, but yeah, so I just don't think Tom Hiddleston has a big enough gun for what he's about to go up against. So, <laughs> so, so I don't know. I'm going to see more of this. Um, again, San Diego Comic-Con, our episode next week is going to be through the roof probably. Um, but that is our last bit of news for this week, if you guys want to take a look at that image. so Yeah, we, uh, we threw it down. <sighs> And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I've started to get excited once I scrolled down through the notes and I saw that we were at the end. That, that just meant I was just moments away from Ecto Cooler. I'm getting excited, man. We are ready, we are ready for Ecto Cooler. We're ready to talk about Ghostbusters. We're ready for Comic-Con and all the things it's going to bring this week. Like, this is going to be nonstop week for us, and I'm really excited for it. So. Yeah, I mean, they're going to stop dropping. They're going to start dropping that Comic-Con news on Monday, like, two three days before the convention even starts so we're gonna start getting that's tomorrow guys yeah we're less than a day from getting stuff leaked out from the convention so prepare your little nerd butts it's gonna be exciting that's right and we will have it all covered in next week's episode but if they you know want to see what you're doing on the con floor this coming week mike where can they follow you at well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if they want to get some sweet highlight photos and see that uh, that killer double-sided custom lightsaber, uh, you know, where, where, where could they follow you and maybe see that stuff? Uh, oh, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I'll also be poking, posting some Pokemon Go pictures that I find ironic <laughs> on there. And I will soon be setting up this Ecto Cooler for a great pose to set up on, on Twitter <laughs> as well. So if you want to see what the cans look like, you know, you know you want to, check me out on there. Uh, where else? People, we, we gained a lot of listeners last year at San Diego Comic-Con. If they want to share this year's episode and, and all our stuff, well, how can they do that, Mike? How can they be, you know, I guess, share-friendly? How can they be sharing? Generous. That's what I'm looking for. Generous with our <laughs> your, mind's get, your mind's getting clouded about that ecto-cooler. It's as staring al- at me. <laughs> as always, please visit us at SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the links that we post the show. We're on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe to us and get us right in your email inbox. And you can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider giving us a review on whatever avenue you listen to the show. iTunes, maybe. Uh, if you're And if you're like a super fan if you really love what we're doing here uh just uh, share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy there's gonna be a lot of news coming out from comic-con next week we're gonna do our very best to cover all the best stuff all the little things all of it that we can we're gonna cram it into one super big episode and we hope you guys love it 
And saying that, I hope you guys have an awesome week and stay tuned for that uh, uh, Ghostbusters uh, spoiler cast popping up yeah. in your feed. Yes, come find us on Ghostbusters and be careful playing Pokemon Go. PSA out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. Uh, Mudslut hitting every hole. Okay, I just saw that one. Or there's a. No hole too deep, no hill too steep. Man, this is just like a whole other culture I don't know anything about. People really like mud. <laughs>